Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. My elbows are ashy as hell, man. Bro, we've started recording. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that do you know what that reminded me of? Like the early days of um, we'll talk about that later when I used to start recording when you man were talking. Those were oh, the you best. Said, hey, when you did I forgot that. about that. <laughs> Those were the best, I, I swear. But actually, El- start again, please. Now, Ashley Elbows is the name of this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing um, that down. <laughs> <laughs> my, my elbows are Ashley as hell. Now, uh, welcome to episode 77 of the We'll Talk About That Later podcast, uh, football podcast. My name is Junior, and I am joined by some illustrious guests. They Ooh. join me every week. And since she she's made a noise, I'll go to her first. Uh, Tanya, introduce yourself. Well, you kind of already done that, you know. To be no, but that's fair. your that's your name. You you can still introduce yourself. You're like um, podcast touring and co-host of seventy five different podcasts. Oh, like <laughs> you, she's, not, man. She's got the podcast Special enterprise guest. on lock. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I'm I'm happy to be here. My team is winning, so yeah, I'm buzzing. Yeah, sad buzzing. times. Uh, Abdi. <laughs> I, I actually uh, I hate podcasting now because <laughs> I actually have to watch football and football is so annoying. We've I mean, got Chelsea and Tottenham winning every week and the Arsenal and you know it makes me sick. Yeah, anyway, I hate, I hate how are you, Mark? <laughs> yeah, go on. yeah, oh, Mark. Listen, don't. But I'm here. <laughs> don't. I'm, I'm, I'm emotional, but I'm here. Don't. Yeah, and, and, I, and obviously, I can confirm that my my elbows are cream today. So. Um. <laughs> My days. All right. I promise for the rest of this podcast, there will be no more mention of elbows. Um, so let's start with the... Uh, wait, actually, before we start with, with any football, uh, just how are you guys? Uh, you know, how are you guys? Tanya, does, does, does podcast touring tire you out? Or like, 
Abdi, Abdi <laughs> said earlier that you you might get insurance on your voice. What's the news on no, that? No, no, no. I mean, it's been great going on other shows and that. Obviously, you guys are my priority, as I keep saying. But it's been nice. It's been nice to meet different people. I've been busy ranting this week. I started um, episode one of Tan's Rants on Twitter. So um, I saw. next episode soon comes, soon comes. Every single time Tanya tweets something, I send it to Junior and I laugh. This week, yeah. When, when I saw the voice note, I, I, I nearly collapsed dying. And then two minutes later, Tottenham scored like three goals. In the <laughs> no, I'm telling you, yeah, they played it at half time. I'm convinced. He somehow found it and he played it to them at half time. But I've been good, you know. I've been triggered though with Piers Morgan with this whole oh. Meghan Markle thing. Yeah, we won't get into that. But yeah, thank other than God, that, I've been good. Thank God, this is the podcast where people can escape from that conversation because I feel like it's been absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's go back to um, the the reason why we we have a podcast. Even though it's times like these, I woke up this morning and I was like, why? Oh, why did I have the Godforsaken idea to start a podcast about football. I hate yeah, it's football, you know. I hate it's football. It's wholeheartedly your fault. Yeah, it is my fault. I take 100% of the blame. I should be put away. It's absolutely an abomination what I have done here. Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Abdi. Tanya, whatever, innit? Oh, <laughs> right. Tanya's the only one who's later. happy. Yeah, but sooner or later, she'll be back running again. Hey. Exactly. Like, it's not going to last, is it? Let's be honest. Well, okay. Fair. Okay, we're all in the same boat. It's support group vibes again. Um, but Tanya's just a bit more... She needs less support than everyone else. Yeah, um, that's, right. it, that's it. <laughs> Let's start with um, the the game of the weekend, the Manchester derby. Um, going into it, Manchester United uh, were facing a lot of criticism for the way they approached mm-hmm. big games. Um, Manchester City were on, on a run about of about... 57 years they hadn't lost or something like that i'm not i'm not sure of the exact amount of time but yeah um city were mad favorites and yeah abdi do you want to kick us off yeah i mean man united were absolutely disgusting against palace midweek and just stinking it out the sink that whole joint and then man city obviously they were 28 games unbeaten 20 in a row like they hadn't gone behind since um son scored against man city back in november um, the, oh, and well, the only team that actually were ahead against them in that run was in the FA Cup was Cheltenham. Yeah, and then they just slaughtered them later after as well. So they looked really imperious as well. And I mentioned to Junior as well midweek when they were playing Wolves. Um, when they got to one one, it was actually scary the 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 way they shifted mm. up a gear. And then boom, and then I literally I went away uh, for a bit and I came back and it was like what four one. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is scary. <laughs> so um, uh. But yeah, that get on the game, mate. The thing is, like, you can't give Man United penalties. Obviously, they get De Bruyne is a he's a high he's got a high conversion rate, especially the penalties you always see him as well. But yeah. Bruno. Oh, I but said second Bruno is what I meant. second time you said De Bruyne. Uh, no, no, I definitely said Bruno. You just didn't hear me. Okay. Um, and then Gabriel <laughs> Jesus as well, man. What an idiot! How can you how can you foul oh. someone three times? Like he pulled him back on the shoulder. He he stepped on his toe and he kicked him in the calf. <laughs> It's just like if just giving the referee no choice. But it was interesting the way the game went. You know, Man United obviously they you know what they're going to do, especially against uh, Guardiola away from home. They've they've done it many times. They're going to play on the counter attack. Um, it was interesting watching the fact that um, they played a high line, um, and which is dangerous against Man City because they got 
good off the ball movers like like Sterling and Gundogan, so they can um, get into a box and score goals. So high line is dangerous, but it ended up working because um, they were very compact in the middle. And Man City, you know where they like to overload um, the play, especially with both fullbacks coming inside. You've got Gundogan and KDB and Rodri in the middle, so it almost becomes a five in midfield at times against. And then it was literally just. Um, uh, at times, especially when Man City got into a final third, it was just Bruno and, uh, no, not Bruno, McTominay and Fred. So um, it was interesting that Man United, Man United decided to go with that tactic. I felt Guardiola, what he did wrong was he he persisted with this Sterling against Wan-Bissaka thing. And we all know Sterling against Wan-Bissaka, Wan-Bissaka, he, like, Sterling never scored against Man United as it is, but against Wan-Bissaka, <laughs> he's not going to get any joy because Wan-Bissaka is a guy who likes going against mm. someone 1v1 and Sterling he's always going to back himself 1v1 as well against anyone even though even if he doesn't get um, any joy he's still going to keep going so it was an interesting battle and they always got oh I love the battle between Sterling and wan but it's very one-sided wan yeah. is always going to win that battle because if Sterling tries to like dribble through um, and many players wan you know he's got them spider legs he'll catch he'll <laughs> somehow it? but I thought what he should have done was put Sterling on the right and bring in uh, Foden and sort of do what they used to do with yeah. um, Sane on the left and Sterling on the right. Foden, he likes, he's someone who likes going 1v1 and he's very, he's got a good um, agility. He can, he's got good body movement and he can go in between challenges. So if Juan Bissaka is a guy who's always going to go into a challenge 1v1, Sterling, um, Foden's a good way to get away from that because Foden can go inside and outside. Whereas Sterling, he's an off-the-ball movement and he and historically he just doesn't have a good record against Wabisaka. So I thought he should have done that. Another thing that I've, uh, uh, I'm going to go back to my agenda, <laughs> Man City were flying when it was Foden, Gundogan, Bernardo Silva, Rodri, Sterling, all of these guys. As soon as you bring in these two clowns, um, Jesus and, Ke- and Kevin De Bruyne, Man City just lose their, their, their rhythm again. Kevin De Bruyne was on the same stupid... stupid um, Wait, uh, I can't lie. Crosses. He was so good in that game. He, was, he, he continued was... just doing the same thing. And Slabed and um, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> and Lindelof. Lindelof. They're always going to... They're, they love that. If, 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 if you're just going to spam... 100%. Yeah, into yeah. A box, yeah. Then they're just going to keep heading the Easy, ball away. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a bar in his defence... There were times where he looked like he was going to shoot and then someone like Zinchenko would just take the ball off his foot and Casella was just taking the ball off his foot. So it was too congested. Man City needed to, um, you know, widen the pitch a bit more and try and um, uh, test the fullbacks a bit more. Mahrez was doing that. Mahrez, he sat down short a couple of times in the first half, which I thought was quite good. But um, i got to give it to Man United, you know, the counter-attack, the way they did it as well, like it was, uh, I was very impressed with the way uh, Martial was holding the ball up. Rashford was a was a threat, even though his decision-making wasn't the best. Bruno, I, I must say, Man United is mid-full free. Bruno, Fred and McTominay, they got to be the most deluded mid-full free I've ever seen. <laughs> like, McTominay, in his head, he thinks he's Pirlo. Fred in, in Fred in his in his head he thinks he's Yaya Torre with his tra- with his trampoline first touch. It's a miracle he hasn't broken his leg, man. The way he slides in challenges after he, trying to catch up with his first touch, and I don't know who who this Bruno Fernandez guy thinks he is. He is the counter attack killer. Every single time there's a promising counter attack for Man United, there's a poor pass somewhere. So um, in that regard, but I have to give it to um, the fullbacks and Wan Bissaka. Excellent again. Sterling got nothing down the down mm. down the uh, left hand side, and Luke Shawman. Even the first half, he was, oh. he was a bit sh- shaky, but in the second half, fantastic. He was Man United's biggest threat going forward as well. The way he drove um, forward and carried the ball, especially for the goal as well. And I got to give it to him as well. He was really good against Palace midweek as well. So, but also great um, finish for the goal. 
Um, great, oh, great. Really? Yeah, I love the way as well. The, the way, um, who is it? Henderson was the one with the hoof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the throw out. First touch from Shaw completely does Cancelo in. Goes on the inside. KDB can't keep up. Rodri can't keep up. And there's a space down the middle as well. And he just looked like the Shaw of old. The one who's really, really like uh, and a, a fast attacking um, left back. But, um, yeah, what, uh, mm. what, what would you guys I think? I think it goes to show that you made a point a second ago about wan and Shaw having such a good game. I think it just goes to show just how important fullbacks are in this kind of modern world of mm. football. You've got one set of fullbacks, wan and Shaw, who've had Stormers, really good games, and, and Abdi, you've, you've detailed why really well. And then on the flip side, you've got Cancheo, who dropped his first stink bomb in a long time, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, he got subbed off after 60-odd mm-hmm. minutes. And Zinchenko not impacting the game. So it goes to show your fullbacks winning that battle is a massive part in this modern-day era of football. And Man United exactly. won it on the day. Um, and obviously, there was a couple of weeks ago, I had a real go at um, uh, Solskjaer and Man United for not being brave enough in these games. Mm-hmm. And they were. They were braver. Listen. And it, it goes to show that a bit of bravery and faith in your own ideas, uh, faith that you can overcome whatever it is that City will give you and then go and give them back more, that faith there is, is what gets you to win against these type of teams. So yeah. it's not good to see United win. I don't like to see United win, but United, in terms no of watching does. them really take the game to City, it's something different. I haven't seen that against a, another big six team from them this season. This lollipop manager, yeah, I'm telling you, he's just got superpowers. <laughs> I don't care. Like, every time he's on the brink of getting the sack or there's a bit of negativity or his job is on the line, he pulls it out the bag. But that's, that's, I'm not that getting carried perfect. away with this, man. Yeah, it is. But I'm not getting carried away because we know Man United, they're probably going to lose their next game. And their fans know that. But, but still, to be fair, they haven't been losing a lot recently, And also, can I say that there's this perception that... Um, his 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 job is under threat. That's all. Media. Yeah, I don't agree. That's all yeah. media and Twitter because I think like, I I and I've seen it somewhere where they trust Ole. They want Ole to to take this transition forward. Mm-hmm. So I don't think not all Man United fans though. No, no, no. I, I don't mean Man United fans. I mean the board oh, and, yeah, and yeah. people at Man I think United. He got uh, he got public backing from Ed Woodward. It must yeah, have just did. been a couple of weeks ago. So the, yeah. the faith is there. Yeah. But Tanya, I think you're right about the. The, the disharmony amongst the fan base. There are a lot who want to yeah. see him go. Crazy. There are a lot who don't see what he offers. And there are a lot who have a lot of faith in him. Yeah. So, I mean, um, we'll I, see where that one goes. I do have two questions for you guys, yeah? The first one is... I mean, I, I'm going to bring it up, but Abdi has talked about this, like, previously on other podcasts. Um, what... Bruno gets a lot of praise, but recently he's been getting a lot of stick for not performing in big big games and he th- there was that interview um before the game <laughs> where he was talking about how people expect Bruno to play like when he did last season and they say penalties don't count and then he goes if penalties don't count then Man United lost 6-0 to Tottenham not 6-1 obviously that's a bit banterous oh in it, in its, as a statement in of itself but what do you guys that's think mad. about that do you know what, Sorry, with Bruno, yeah? Sorry, I'll, just quickly. With Bruno, I feel like this whole thing, he doesn't turn up in top six games. I get it, but let's be honest, the whole team isn't performing. So you can't put that all on Bruno. But I suppose because he is such a, a brilliant player, there is going to be high expectation there. You want your top players to turn up in these games. But 
I don't know. I think it's a little bit harsh on him, to be honest. But let's be honest, like the whole goals he scored this season, I say it's only like six from open play. The majority are penalties. And I know you've got to be there to score them, but, you know... I, yeah, I, I think he's a brilliant. You make player. a good point. I, I think player. he is. I think he's a very good player. I can definitely agree agree with you there. I st- I just have I haven't made up my mind. I still haven't. I think mm. I still need the rest of this season and I need next season as well to really make my mind up about Bruno. I think he is a quality player, definitely. But as you just said, Tanya, six goals from open play for someone who admittedly loves to score goals. Mm. there's definitely some drastic improvement that can happen there because United are a team who create chances. It's not as if the chances aren't there. I know he's one of the ones who's meant to create those chances too, but he always finds himself in good position. So more from open play for me, but very so good bef- player. Before- I don't even think, I don't even think that for me, that's the issue really. I think because he, he's a high productive player, he's an effective player, he gets goals and he's a, his impact on my United since he joined has been astronomical. Mm. But the issue I have really with him is just some of the crazy things he does. Like 40-yard <laughs> passes that hit people in the crowd when there's no one in the crowd anyway. <laughs> like killing counter-attacks. He literally thinks he can do whatever he wants. And especially games like this, like there were times where, especially if, if, if you lose the ball against Man City, um, when, you're, when you've got six or seven people in a counter-attack, you could easily, you know, end up losing the game because he does that so many times as well. So it's it's more about just keep calm. Sometimes take time, you know, relax. Not always, <laughs> not every day. Not every day I'm gonna Stephen Gerrard this, bro. Relax. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't have the minerals for that, young man. And but like he 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 does create chances. He gets assists and he's scoring goals as well. Like he's what he's third top scorer. I know a lot of them are penalties, but at the end of the day, still put it in the back of the net, innit? Yeah. I know plenty of players yeah. are terrible penalty takers. You know? um, <laughs> so wait, can I just quickly? So, Abdi, are you saying that he he is a really good player, but he should stop trying to force it in certain situations? Or are you saying that he should keep trying it in those certain situations but actually uh, see, start to get it right? Like, no, I find it difficult to... Go on, Junior. No, I was just going to say, this brings me back to um, when Bruno signed um, in January last season. I was telling you about a tweet from a Portuguese uh, reporter who was saying what Man United are going to get. And the Portuguese reporter said exactly what we are talking about now, what Abdi has been saying. Mm. That he is he he gets lots of goals and assists, but that's because he's gonna shoot from 30, 45 mm. yards out. Whenever he gets the opportunity, he's gonna shoot. So he's gonna score eventually. And he tries these Hollywood passes all of the time. It's like man's playing FIFA. He just wants to like lob it over someone and, and get the glorious pass. But I do partly agree, though, that um, one of my friends, he made the point that he said it's because he's got the freedom in this Man United team. Like, Ole has pretty much said to him, this is your team, you've got the keys, do what you want. Um, but he was, doing he, that, was in... he was doing that at Sporting as well. Like, I know, well, I guess probably... Well, he, he was the main guy at Sporting, so I... I, yeah, I see exactly, yeah. But, yeah. If he's got the keys at Man United, bro, he's got the whole, uh, the whole city of Lisbon, bro. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I have one more question, yeah? Um, this is still related to Man United. Um, have we seen the ending of De Gea and the passing of the torch to Henderson because he's he's starting to to play more than De Gea is because um, at the, at well De Gea's had a kid no yeah but at the beginning of the season uh, no, that's a fair point but at the beginning of the season they wanted De- to stay there boy Henderson the Henderson was uh, only be- like barely even just playing Europa so mm. Um, mm. I don't know I think question. 
Yeah, I think, well, Abdi's right. The only reason, or maybe not the only reason, but the reason he was in goal against City was because David De Gea's wife was giving birth. But I genuinely think that the answer to your question is probably yes. And it wouldn't mm. surprise me if next season you saw him start to kind of play more league games on top of those Europa League games and cup games. And then the season after, fully established number one, I think. And I think that's probably their plan and it has been for a while. All right, mm. let's move on. I need some funeral music, man. Um, <laughs> so the first game of the weekend, see, and I hate when Arsenal play first game of the weekend because it just ruins my whole weekend. And I'm just like, kind of, what's the point? But um, Arsenal play Burnley at Turf Moor. And see, I like words because I've said everything already. And we'll always continue to talk about the same things when the same idiots play every like play so we talk about david louise we've talked about socrates we've talked about kalasinach we've talked about um Xhaka, we've talked about lacazette we've talked about whoever whoever yeah and it just never ceases to amaze me that time and time again it's almost like tanya when she talks about the center backs you know they have a good game and then tanya goes yeah but it's hard to praise them Mm. And you can I, you know, I'm feeling it now. Like it's hard to. You feel it. <laughs> it's hard to look past Xhaka for having a good game. Abdi said the second half against. Um, what was the game before? Leicester. Huh? Yeah, Leicester. Leicester. Second half against Leicester. Xhaka was. I, I can't remember the word he said, but Xhaka was great. Was excellent against um, in the second half of Leicester. But that doesn't excuse the fact now that against Burnley. My guy begs for the ball, gets the ball, and he, he slashes it straight at Wood's hip, and it goes in. That's unexcusable for me. That's... There is a debate, though, about that. No, it's not Leno's no, fault. It's Leno, not Leno's fault. Stop right now. It's there, not Leno's fault. There can be an stop argument, right though, No, there's no argument. There's no argument. It's Shaka. It's Shaka. Let me stop you right there. It's just Shaka. Let me stop you right there. I'll tell you that right now. Let me stop you right there. First and foremost, first and foremost, it was Shaka who came short anyway. And he asked. He was calling for the ball. Yeah, he was. It was Shaka. And anyway... You're a professional footballer. What could you not play play it first time with your right 1, foot? One thousand percent. First time with your right foot, like, mate. Couldn't Chris, Leno you know, just like, sometimes, it, yeah. Couldn't you know, Leno sometimes just people. It. No, because yeah, could have, but but this is the way we play. Yeah, exactly. Been like this and, for about two years. Now, and you so. can see that Arteta is very like you will yeah, play like out from the back. From the back. And yeah, our yeah. first goal, which it's, came from Leno, passing it to Partey, who dribbled past two, and it led to our first goal. So you can't say Leno. Leno could have cleared it then as well. Same just, thing happened you know. in midweek against against Liverpool and um, Chelsea. If you see the way Jorginho played out of the press, mm-hmm. it's night and day when you compare it to Xhaka. Um, <laughs> the, the, like the way the way I saw the, the situation here was Xhaka. He came short, thinking obviously uh, he wants to have the ball as well. You, if you compare it to any other midfielder in that in in that instinct. there's so many other options as well. Like you know when someone's playing out of the back here and uh, an attacker. Anticipates very well. Mm. Chris Wood didn't even do that. He he he, he didn't he even didn't. want. He Chris Wood was didn't even want to be hit by the ball. <laughs> that's like, that's, that is that, honestly that's an assist by Xhaka. It's the type of that's an that's an assist. Like he kicked it against him, so he could go in the goal. But the issue I have here is not only that issue from Xhaka. I just feel like Arsenal as a team. Um, this is our two biggest issues. One, 
we have to blow a team away because we're always capable. The, the tactic against Arsenal is always stay um, in the game. S- stay in the game. They'll make. They'll do something stupid. You'll get a, a result. <laughs> Try and stay in the game. If you can't uh. stay in the game, you'll lose. But if you can stay in the game against Arsenal, they will always give you a goal. So we have to work really hard for our goals. Like Eugenio was saying, we played out the back very well. There's a good dribble from Aubameyang, and um, it was pretty much a little bit lucky with the finish, but still, like overall, the goal, the goal was quite very good. poor from Pope. But the way the way the way teams play against us is we give you like we're, we're very generous we're like charity we're i called i've messaged you now i was like oxfam fc that's yeah. what we are the, the way we just give away goals is so easy and the second thing as well is as junior was saying earlier on about mentioning all these players as well my biggest issue is you can't keep relying on the unreliable mm. and that's my yeah. biggest gripe with arteta is you have players in the team who are um who you know are prone to mistakes Every single time David Luiz gets the ball, I know he's he's decent enough on the ball as a ball playing centre back, but there's always that percentage you know that he might give he might give away a goal. The same thing goes for Xhaka. You, these are guys who are like they're giving the keys to to like the team. They're one of the important parts of the team, and Arteta keeps picking them, but they're always susceptible to making a mistake, and that's what frustrates me as well. You can't, like I said, you can't keep relying on unreliable players, and he keeps doing that. Can and I ask so, you both a question, quick? Because I know you'll probably get onto it, but I can't lie. I've seen a lot of things on Twitter, AFTV. Oh. There is a thing amongst Arsenal fans that there's apparently an agenda against you guys when it comes oh. to these refereeing decisions. Do you two honestly believe no, that? I don't think, no, I don't think there's an agenda. I think they're just rubbish. Yeah. I don't think there's an agenda. I just think they're just, they are the just referees rubbish. across the league are horrific. They are just rubbish, but the one thing... and. Again, I'm not saying there's an agenda. It just... Recently, it just seems to be Arsenal games that these stupid decisions Mm. are happening in. Because... I I, I would dispute that and not say just Arsenal. No, 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 no. I'm I'm not saying just Mm. Arsenal. Like, we've seen... We've talked about it. uh, About other games. I'm kind of saying that, though. But I'm saying... And and I'm not... The people on Twitter saying it's just Arsenal. That Arsenal are getting the the bad luck of the green. What I'm saying is that recently... During Arsenal games, these decisions are happening in Arsenal games. I'm, I'm just, it's uh, what am I doing? I'm, no, I'm, I think it's just more noticeable yeah. to Arsenal because of Arsenal. No, no. What I'm saying is like, I'm, I'm not. I'm putting a magnifying glass on Arsenal because we're talking about Arsenal now. But we can talk about other games um, where there, there've been loads of terrible decisions, and we've talked about it on this podcast. It's not just Arsenal. Mm. No, let's, I'm let's just going by what I've seen. Yeah, go on. Let's go on, get on, back to on. the game, um, but. Just, we had a similar. Uh, I'll get back to the game in a second. We had a similar handball um, against Chelsea in the week where it's come off a Kante's arm. Also, mm. not as unnatural position as the Burnley player. I've got to admit, but ball struck yeah. hand, and we didn't get the pen either. Um, but back to the game. So a bit of context for the listeners. It did finish one-one, um, and I've got a question for you because you should have won that game. I know you gave away a cheap yeah. goal, but you you had the chances to win that game. So. Is it you know, when you? I'm looking forward to the summer now. You look at the attacking area of your team, and it's probably look at your squad. It's one of the strongest and most stacked. And then you come back to maybe the centre back position, and it's minus Gabriel, the least stacked. Do you do you now go and look for a finisher, or do you rely on Abamyang? I think we Lexi's need another up? goal for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think we need another goal for it as well because we can't just keep relying on Abamyang. Like you look at teams nowadays, like the top teams now. Um, uh, well, sp- well, I say top teams, but specifically Man City and also now Tottenham as well. There's goals f- 
through the like the whole front three. Whereas Arsenal, we've just literally got a Bamiyang. I think Pepe could get goals for you here and there. And Saka, um, he, he like, he's he's still got an issue with his finishing. Whereas just looking at um, the way we're creating chances now, as well, like you said, there were lots of chances in that game, especially towards the end as well. Like I couldn't believe it. Like some of the chances oh, we were missing. Yeah, so um, and but that's the thing as well. Like that's what frustrates me. It's a whole collective thing. Like mm. I'm. If, if, if I'm comparing it to early in the season when we played Burnley and we lost at home and we barely created anything, there's a big there's a big um, improvement. Generally, Arsenal are much better than we were back in the beginning of the season. But I mean, again, but you have to every time we drop points now, we have to look at the, uh, every game in the context of the season. We've lost eleven times. We've drawn five during five times. We've only won eleven times. We're tenth in the league with thirty eight points. I have to look at everything in the context of the season. I can't just isolate it game by game. So now we're so far away from any type of European um, European aspirations, it, it, I have to keep looking at it now. So I can say we've improved attacking-wise, but, mate, we're 10th. And I can I can say, yeah. like, we are creating more chances, but we're not, we didn't win against Burnley, did we? We have to put yeah. these chances away. Right, so. I've, got, I've got a very quick question for you because I know we've got to move on. Uh, this is to both of you. Um, European football or not next season, then? Simple question. Would you prefer just one season to reset out of Europa League and just really attack the league, or or would Europa League be something to look forward to over the, I think the summer? Money wise, we need Europa. Mm-hmm. Other otherwise, then no, bun Europa. I hate Europa. And and that question you saying will Europa League something you look forward to? No, mate. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't look I hate Europa, right man. I think Thursday, you should be man. out. Of I it. didn't mean. It. Yeah, I didn't mean it. Obviously, like that. Because listen, either we're gonna be in that ourselves next season, or we're not. Like, because you could literally ask the same question to me. Mm. We will be in that competition next season, or quite simply, we might not even be in that one. So my, I would actually prefer just to sit out for a season and really attack the league. Yeah, but. Do you, know, do you know my my? Um, I was telling Abdi this uh, before the game started against Burnley my main issue with Arsenal is how passive we start games I'm not saying we started against Burnley very passive but it takes 70 minutes for them to go oh we can win this game, the now. game. <laughs> yeah we can win this now and then and I then you, you start to see people trying things well if you try these things Earlier, we could wrap up the game long time, son. We've got a game in midweek. Relax. But mm. it don't happen. And we just... The game goes on. And I was saying... Because I, I don't know. Abdi had a little break from the game. And he asked me, how how has it gone? I said, we started really well. But we started to lose the rhythm of the game. We, we started to give Burnley more of the emphasis to come onto us. They weren't creating anything. Which is why we had to give them the goal. But... That's the issue, that we're giving them the goal and we're giving teams the onus. I know it's difficult to press for 90 minutes and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, 100%. But when you don't press for 90 minutes, there's something that you could do. I don't know if, Arteta, if you're listening, it's called keeping the ball. I don't know, you need to pass it around the back or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's just oh, it's just long. And yeah, let's, so Southampton, yeah? <laughs> no, but we just got to quickly talk about that. The I know we mentioned it briefly, but... <clears throat> Mate, that was the most blatant handball I've ever seen. Twice. In my life, mate. He handballed it, it was, twice. 
The second, yeah. the first one that, was to was close know. proximity. I know. The second one is that would honestly that would be illegal in basketball. So <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I want to clarify actually. When I compared it to the Kante one earlier, that yeah. I was no way disputing it. I think that was one so, of the clearest pens. And then that you again, that's not like ten minutes later, they give the worst decision. Like ball clearly came off his shoulder. And then they yeah. give a penalty. So just completely, these completely, so like, inside and out, these referees are completely incompetent. And that's why when it comes to Euros now, Arsene Wenger said it two years ago, there won't be a single English referee at the World Cup. There won't be a single single English referee mm-hmm. in Euros because UEFA are watching, you know. You, you can't just continually be <laughs> Of course they are. After you sounded like Big Brother. Mike Dean, come to the diary, please. <laughs> <laughs> um... Right, a quick question. It's not about Arsenal, so you're good. Oh, praise the Lord. Um, is it time then to start uh, looking at bringing in foreign referees um, and referees who have proved themselves in other leagues and referees who have been to World Cups, European Championships, etc., and bringing them into the Premier League? Is it time? Well, Mark, just to answer that question, sort of, sort of. Yeah, um, this country's too xenophobic for that. <laughs> what I was going to say is that... Um, we talked about it last week and the FA, how, however, you know, corrupt they are, um, they're, they're basically saying that hearing referee audio may be available for fans. Now, that doesn't stop the referees being absolute trash um, and the travesty of um, the decisions that they make. You know, it doesn't stop any of that, but it does give them some accountability. And hopefully we stop some of the ridiculous decisions that we're seeing. So they are looking to trial um, having the ref's audio being heard on TV when they're talking and that. So, and listen, until something happens, then they scrap the whole idea because they they yeah. can't make it yeah. work and and can't make it. When looking, a referee tells another yeah. player to f off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's move on. Uh, Southampton they finally win a game, but it's against Sheffield United, so you have to give them Sheffield United tax. Um, so, so they're basically Drew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't count. It's annulled. But yeah. So is that so is that so is that, is that game over for Sheffield now? Oh, bro, like, it was game over in Get January. Out of here, when, are they, like, when are they? When are they like officially relegated? Then? When it's mathematically as soon as it's mathematically done. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's that's what I'm, that's what I'm asking. Like when well, is it, it mathematically? How many points they pick up and how many points other teams pick up? I, and... I didn't do the accounting, my friend. Um, I don't have one of those abacuses. But, Good yeah. riddance. Um, but let's just say, yeah, I think Tanya said she's throwing a party for when that happens. <laughs> yep. But she never invited yeah. any of us, so it's just her. It's just her and a bunch of Sheffield Wednesday fans. And Jamie Vardy. It's only twelve points. I thought they were further away. No, but that's because they've they beat someone midweek. I forgot who they beat midweek. Yeah. You're uh, saying it's only twelve points, bro? They've got they picked up seventeen points this oh, whole bro. season. Who? How are they 14, winning four times? How, how are they going to win four games, bro? You can't even trust them to win four games this in the twenty-eight game period. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so... well, hopefully, they beat Tottenham next time they play. <laughs> nah. Listen, she's the only one who can who can actually chat on this podcast because her team actually won. Let's move on. Uh, no, shout right. out to Southampton. Oh, and what a goal! Uh, Ings got injured, man. Ings got injured, man. What, what a goal! What from... again? Are you joking? Yeah. What a goal from Che Adams, man. Great goal. Yeah, banging goal. Great goal. Banging it's goal. it's time actually. Just before we move on, it it is time probably for him to to step up and start scoring slightly more regularly now because I think he's a really good player. But without Danny Ings in that Southampton team, 
you think, where do the goals come from? So, Shay Adams, it's your time, I think. Yeah. Uh, moving on to, see, Che, listen to the wise words of Mark. Come on. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Villa versus Wolves. Abdi put three minutes, but it was a nil-nil draw. So, I, I don't know what three <laughs> yeah, minutes you are expecting to, to draw out of this game. <laughs> yeah, the, the game should have been, been condensed to three minutes anyway. <laughs> but uh, 14 clean sheets for um, uh, yeah, Emi yeah, Martinez. That, that is mega impressive. And the whole back line, oh, wow. the whole Villa back line. Yeah. I think uh, Matty Target has played in all of those 14 and obviously Martinez. It's, it's really impressive. I think mm. England should should call up Ezri Conta because he's a very, he's actually eligible for many other countries, like eligible mm. for Portugal. Portugal actually need a centre-back. So We're interested in him apparently, and to be honest, I looked. He's a, a Tottenham fan, apparently. I, yeah, I looked up. He's a Tottenham fan. I don't know, but actually, I've seen him play a couple of times now, and I'm like, you know what? I take yeah. him. I definitely he's, take he's him. He's the only reason he was out of the Villa team for a month or or so earlier in the season is because he was injured. Other than that, he's been a mainstay in that backline. Yeah, and and, and an impressive backline, obviously, as as much we just improved. Heard from clean sheets. Yep. Much improved. Defo, um, defo. Let's move on to Brighton versus Leicester. Um, the curious curse of Brighton uh, creates... Brighton make me sick, man. They create I some need to get chance. relegated now. I can't lie. Just go. I just no. want to say that no. I called it, so I don't even care. I want you to you see? Firstly, first and foremost, yeah, that, this is the type of team, yeah, who at the end of the season, they'll have... <laughs> Chance created, top yeah. three in the league, goal scored, <laughs> bottom. It's like the way they just, I watched a, uh, like a four minute video of all the chances they had this season on Twitter, just, just like before the podcast. And I couldn't believe it. Like, I remember, I always remember that game against Man United, like where, where they absolutely oh. battered, like, losing yeah. after full time. It's just like, yeah, they, they make me sick. And um, what I want to see. Shout out to Amate for scoring on Ghana Independence Day. <laughs> I hey. want to see uh, uh, Alana, uh, Alana, Lalana. Alana, yeah. You know, I was, I was mixing his first name and his surname. Hey, uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, style that one off. Uh, Lalanos, um, what will be interesting to see if Brighton do get relegated would be to see players who have won the league one season and then got relegated the next season. Uh, I just think that would be quite interesting. Oh, I yeah, think, interesting. I don't think there's a lot of players yeah, that... Yeah, he got that league title medal on clearing, though. <laughs> <laughs> I allow Still got it. Allow Still got it. <laughs> hey, hey, it's, it's what I aspire to, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like Oxlade Chamberlain having Champions League medal, having not played the whole season. And uh, just a quick word on Leicester. was like, um, we talked about them like having all these injuries, uh, Barnes, Madison, Vardy not looking right, but... Their last two games, they've won. So, and that was no, oh. no, no. They didn't. No. They did oh, they I'm did draw good. against Burnley, but but still, they beat. Le- uh, and they lost to Arsenal the week four. Yeah, let's not bring that up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but they still, they still picked up four points. I just I'm not convinced. I'm just not convinced by them. I don't know what it is. Yeah, and third I feel place, like... Tony. You know, they get po- they've got the points. That's what I'm saying. I don't. Uh, I see them dropping yeah. out. I can't lie. I I'm, just, I yeah, I do actually. Just as an FYI, I think their last three games of the season are City, Liverpool, and Tottenham, Chelsea, or Tottenham, or something. Yeah, final day, Tottenham at home. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and I honestly think it's it will still be open going it's, into those last three games. So it's, it's Chelsea, City, and Spurs. But uh, there you go. And I put that into Oof. the group, Marcus. 
Hey, let me steal your thunder in peace. No, no, no. We, 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 do, we don't let Abdi steal anyone's thunder. So. That Saturday, that Saturday was honestly, it was made worse when I tuned into the Leicester and Brighton game and Tillemans is playing one of the through balls of the season. I just wanted to vomit as well. I was like, <laughs> he, he, he dropped that Brighton player. I've never seen it, but it was a good pass. It was Lewis Dunk. What a slut, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh. and the goalkeeper as well. The goalkeeper, he's like... They got rid of their goalkeeper, their main goalkeeper, Rat Ryan, sitting on the bench at Arsenal. So and they brought in this other guy, Sanchez. He made an amazing save from someone. I can't remember who it was. And then, and then, like the two goals, really, pretty much like the, the Ihanache one. He almost like oh, that was a goal though. as it was going in. Yeah. And then, and then he fluffed at the corner for Amate's winner. So. <laughs> Yeah. It's it, you know it's it's not your day if Fiennacho scores. Uh, let's move on. Shut <laughs> up. Uh, the next game is like, come on, best game of the weekend, guys. West Brom versus Newcastle. Hey, absolute <laughs> belter of the game. Uh, I don't even think we should dignify this game with a with an analysis. <laughs> no, but what I will yeah. say is, last week we did. Well, I said that it was the biggest game of the season for both these two teams, and I said both of them had to had to avoid a draw, and we got a nil nil. I do put zero minutes on the on the agenda. <laughs> I think it's only right. Newcastle for me, they're in trouble, mate. Like, dead, we've man. said it already. They're so dead. They really are. Um, I feel some of us will be celebrating after that result. Now you know he'll be he'll be down the chip shop. <laughs> That's how he's celebrating. It, oh it was. It West, was. I'll actually be happy with West Brom going down to minutes. They've been. They brought nothing to to our league. Yeah. Same. No. They yeah. Haven't. They um, haven't. Uh, the next game. Sorry, Mark. Is uh, Liverpool versus Fulham? Right, I want angry Mark today. Like, bring that. the energy. Bring, bring the anger. Now. He looks like he looks like he's about to sign up. No, no, I was just I was checking the agenda because that one crept up for me. I didn't even do it. <laughs> so I'm weird. Um, yeah. So that is now six games in a row that Liverpool have lost at Anfield, which is mm-hmm. a record. And has never happened before. That is mad. Uh, it is mad. Mark, I, I, when you look at it, yeah, whatever you're going to say, yes, I'm. I'm very sad. I wasn't going to say um, that. <laughs> God, no, God. Anger, I, anger. I, I was just going to say, like, I know before you 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 came here and you said, you know, I can't be angry at these players, blah blah blah. But, my children. But. <laughs> but now the the mistakes are creeping in throughout the whole team because the goal came from Salah dwindling on on the edge of his own box. So what do you as a fan and a diehard Liverpool fan you must look at this now and you must require some answers at least. <laughs> that you can't you can't give them you can't give them Premier League and Champions League tax for the rest of the, their careers. Nah. These nah. men need to Listen, answer for I, things. I admit I can't they've definitely got Premier League and Champions League tax for this whole season. I can't even learn. Okay, okay. But that doesn't mean I can't be unhappy with what I see on a pitch. And and the, the simple answer here is that I was really unhappy for a number of reasons. A, I thought the, the lineup, up um, mm. look at our defence, genuinely championship standard minus Andy Robertson, Robertson. and Alisson. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as soon as I saw the team sheet I felt bad straight away and I knew you know what either Fulham are going to come and take a draw or we're going to lose again 
Um, and all they had to well, do just you, on the you, lineup, he I feel like he had to. Though. He had to. Make he had to. I know he had to. Yeah. Thursday and you're playing against this. this I know week. he had to. We got Leipzig tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, but it'll be today when people listen to this. We got Leipzig on Wednesday. I completely mm. understand the reason mm. and the rationale behind making the changes. I don't know if I would have made so many um, at once. Uh, I maybe. I don't know, because you look at this Fulham team that, and you compare the, the form of the two teams. Fulham are the informed team. And Fulham are the team who are playing better football than us. Fulham are the team who have got the momentum. And Fulham actually have a bit of squad depth. It's not every day you see uh, an 18th place team have the luxury of bringing Loftus-Cheek off their bench on the 70th it's minute. It's true, you know. I Let's be honest. So, so for me, I don't think we should have gone into that game with the, the back line that we did. And I actually think it... Um, underestimated Fulham a little bit, perhaps. Do you think um, so? But Yeah, because earlier on, uh, early in the game, like first half an hour, I think Madger had like four shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, um, yeah, but he, he probably thought, I, I fancy myself against these two. I, Phillips and Williams. I do. With, with Nico Williams at right back. I do mm-hmm. think I do think it was a, a, a game of two halves, though Fulham came out flying. Uh, and I mean, you would imagine that from a team, you know, desperate to, to win. They came out flying. They yeah. had, they were they had all the initiative, but then Liverpool did fight back in the second half, and you must say it was all Liverpool. Um, yeah, but, but listen, that's that is the story of the past two months. It, mm. Listen, the game can be all Liverpool, but we can't put the ball in the back of the net. So I don't care if the game is all Liverpool or not. And then when Ariola, yeah, yeah, Sorry. and yeah, the, the Ariola save off yeah. the Jota From body. Jota. Yeah, um, mm. but again, keepers are expected to make saves, and once they make the save, you then go and look for the next chance and the next opening, and you make sure you score the next one. What we're not doing is showing enough urgency in our attacks. A year or two ago, we played some of the fastest-paced football in Europe. So mad! And mm. now I look at us play football, and I just think, where has that whole vibe and energy gone? Um, but listen, I spoke, I've spoken about Liverpool um, in previous weeks, and it's it's still the same. Um, but Fulham, I think a, there needs to be some praise. serious. I think there needs to be some serious question marks about some of the Liverpool players. Like um, I know you say, obviously they still got the Premier League and Champions League type, but there's certain players I feel like you need to say thank you, but it's time to leave. And I'm, I'll be honest, from my point of view, obviously you probably think different. I know Liverpool fans probably think different, but there's certain guys. I, I he's been an amazing servant in the time he's been there. But Milner, you got to move him on now. Yeah, Cater, I feel like you got to move him on. You, you, yeah, no, 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 no. Oxley Chamberlain, Oxley Chamberlain, like, oh, right, you disagree with Cater, but like, <laughs> I, I've not seen anything since he's been there. You know, I know he's been unlucky with injury, but um, you know, I think how, how much longer are you going to wait for him? Um, Oxley Chamberlain again, another one who's been unlucky with injury, but still, like he did. It, I think he came on against Chelsea, was it? Uh, one of these two games, I saw him. Mm. He had a little cameo, and most of the times, well, even through all these injuries and these players playing so many times, like Wijnaldum played every minute almost. Exactly. But that, so this is time. I was going to want to swap him out. I was going to come with a response to you then. So let's say that we took your advice and we got rid of Milner and Kaito and and Ox. And we had the injuries that we had this season. Who then comes in? Milner and Milner's only started because he has to. Literally, we're we're bare bones minimum. So if we did get rid of him and we had a similar crisis, what then? I don't even feel like this is a Milner issue. I feel like it's not. It's not. But he, I, I completely admit, he, a thirty-five-year-old James Milner should not be starting for the Premier League champions, yeah. and he shouldn't be a fixture in that starting eleven. Yeah. But it shows where we are at, at the moment. It's an off the bench thing with Milner, but um, I do agree with like Oxley Chamberlain. Origi has to 
has to go. Biggie. I mean, I, someone I, like Shakiri. I'm fed up with. Time, just about to say that I'm fed up with Shakiri now. Um, got yeah. a wand of a left foot, but other than that, it doesn't um, break off much. I don't, think, I don't think you can play in the Premier League if you're that small and that hench. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's like a boulder. Like you're, you're like... <laughs> oh, you're so big. Yeah. Yeah, he, like he looks like a fist. <laughs> yeah, no, he... he um, that, that, You've that, got that. this little mini refrigerator playing in the... <laughs> I don't get it, man. No, he's, he's lucky. He's lucky. He's got that left foot. But no, just oh, to summarise for me, um, I said it. I said it earlier. I would take uh, a ninth place finish right now. I don't want Europa League football next season. Oh, so you don't. So I know. you don't want. So you don't want Europa. I don't. I don't. Listen, I was looking at this earlier. So remember when Chelsea came tenth in? I think it was twenty sixteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They bounced back with no Europe and won the league the next season. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a year to reset, and if that helps your chances though, in the league, then Conte is the best. He's he's the best manager when it's just one game a week, when they've got European ties and all that stuff like that. But I do feel <laughs> I do agree though. Like with the thing is, we, we we're, we're discounting with Liverpool is that if they don't get to Europe next season, we forget about all the players that are going to come back. Yeah, that like Van Dijk will be back. Exactly. Like you yeah. know, having Fabinho sent sent a mid. Consistently, Joe Gomez will be back. Henderson will be back in the team. Yeah. So, and then yeah, guys who have been there for a whole season will never acclimatise by then, like Thiago. And then also, yeah. if and, you and think Jota, about it, if so. you think about it as well, Liverpool are in a probably more privileged position than Arsenal uh, in terms of financially, where they can probably take yeah, a year off. Can, mm. Because yeah. where we've not had successful seasons mm. for the last five or whatever, apart from an FA Cup here and there, um, we can't afford that. Um, and that's where the issue lies. That I do, oh, do you think Liverpool need a striker though? Yeah, no, yeah, they I, need yeah. to invest yeah. in that position. I agree. For sure. yeah. I think just so two points from me, just to not close this, but well, one is that we've still got the Champions League. So let's say we're half a foot into the quarterfinal because no mm. more than that, because two 0 is a really precarious. Yeah. Um, and given the form that we're in at the moment we probably will concede. And if we concede first, then it will be very difficult for us not to concede the second, the way that we're playing at the moment. Second thing is that I will say it with chest right now on air. The airwaves are here. This can never be deleted, but we will be back next season. I promise you that. And I, I think there's a there's a chance we can go and win the league next season. It's, this, it's just this season for me is a write-off. Tan, you can disagree. It's not, I'm not I'm sorry, Mark. I'm not, throwing it out there. I'm not throwing it out there as a fact. That's why I said I'm saying it with chess. This is me and my opinion. We'll be back next season. You have to be careful because you, you did say with chess that you'd win the league this season as well. So. Oh, no. now it. You put the words into up. my mouth. There was no chess there. There was no chess. All right. but, and didn't, um, didn't, who said Arsenal would be in the top four this season? About I don't know. Calling me out. That's fake news, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, no, but yeah, I, I mean, speculation. Yeah. I don't want to this. Listen, don't come on here to talk about Liverpool anymore. I just come on here to vibes and enjoy it. <laughs> vibes. Wow. Um, but congrats. <laughs> you know, we have to congratulate Fulham for their. Oh, that yes. centre back Anderson! What a performance! What, what a performance! Unreal. That block. Unreal. That block oh right God. at the end as yeah. well. That's probably that. That's probably and and now their level points with Brighton as well. So yeah, it's unbelievable. Yes. I remember, uh, like three or four weeks ago. We were talking about Newcastle being dragged into the relegation battle right now, and we were talking about Fulham. And then Abdi was like, "Yeah, but where are Fulham going to get the points from?" They've responded. 
Addy. Big up Scott Parker. Mm. Uh, yeah, Addy, no sit down. Addy, sit no, down <laughs> and take. No, I'm joking. What? <laughs> no, 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 one, no one here expects him to go with Liverpool. And <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. But mm. credit to Fulham and Scott Parker. And they bloody should have got a point midweek as well. That stupid referee just yeah. had the goal. Yeah. I, I just I got a quick question for you. <laughs> um, let's, uh, so let's say Fulham five and they stay in the Prem, which I really want them to. Yeah. Is Scott Parker in the running for manager of the year? Ooh. I don't uh... think we should be rewarding just surviving. <laughs> no. And, and to be fair, the, no, uh, of, all the, of, all the, of all the promoted teams, they probably got backed the most in terms of But what I will, finance, the know? only thing I will no, say... No, he deserves credit though. I, I do think context needs to be given. Like, you can't just say, oh, mm. just surviving. Scott yeah. Parker is a, is a new manager. This is his yep. second or third season, if I'm not mistaken. He he like the other seasons he he spent in the championship. This is his first time in the prem. He took everything on board in terms of like their poor f- form early in the season, and he's he's turned it around. He's he him and this group of players. Yeah, they've made some signings in January, blah blah. But he's managed to turn the whole the whole thing around. Uh, and if they do survive, you have to say. He's done a fantastic no, job. I, I think he'll be in the. I'll probably be in the running, but I think. I'm not, I'm not saying that Guardiola's manager. The season. I'm not saying for manager of the season, but I'm saying he has to be, give, be given credit yeah, for yeah, the yeah, work he's that he's done. Credit. I like the fact that he noticed his team was rubbish on the opening day, and then he went and bought <laughs> a lot of really, really good yeah. African players. <laughs> Someone said uh, Scott Parker's trying to win the Afcon in the Prem. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, happy, happy Tanya. Spurs won. Ag- Spurs won again. Um, alright guys I'm logging out for this <laughs> um, no you stay right here because I'm Kane, telling you Happy Times is back Kane has found a new best friend he's discarded Son and he's moved on to Bale uh, yeah. and the good times keep rolling for Spurs unfortunately look, 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 look. Right, I'm going to come with a lot of gas here yeah? because I think uh. it's I think it's right. It's only right. Hey, Mark, how, um, do we, how do we mute Tanya <laughs> on my computer? <laughs> oh, nah, do you know what? I couldn't be more happier with the way we've been performing recently. You know, 100 goals this season, which as Jose Mourinho pointed out, it ain't what, bad sorry? for a what? negative manager. 100 goals this season we've scored. In all comps. In all comps. Anyway, anyway, let me let me actually, you know, just just talk about the game. So for those that, that didn't watch the game, we ended up beating Crystal Palace 4-1. I'm going to keep it real. The first half, I wasn't impressed. I mean, we all saw on Twitter. I, I went yeah, I was about mental. To say. <laughs> I felt that we were a bit too casual on the ball for me. And although we we did get the early goal, brilliant assist by Kane that was all Mora by the way who I have to say he's thriving in that number 10 position at the moment um and obviously Bale scored again I'm loving the link up between these two but I saw that goal coming from Crystal Palace because again it just seems like it's kind of like what you were saying Junior about about Arsenal I feel like with us we don't keep up that momentum in games we just almost score get a bit complacent and we just think every game's going to be a walk in the park and we shouldn't be threatening when I just think that's the wrong mentality to have. Regardless of Crystal Palace not being a better team than us, they still pose a threat. And my concern was that, obviously, we, we conceded the goal. Sanchez ball-watching yet again. Doherty, I think, should have closed um, a player down as well. I was fearful that Zaha was going to come on that second half. So I was expecting the worst because I've seen games like this so many times. We we score, it ends up we end up conceding, and then 
you know, the rest is history. We end up losing the game. But the second half, I don't know what Jose Mourinho did. Yeah, he obviously played my rant to the players at half time, <laughs> and boy, did we respond! And can I just talk about my striker Harry Kane? Yeah, I'm telling you now, right? No other striker in world football can chat to him other than Lewandowski. I'm gonna just keep it real. The player, oh, Erling, Erling, Erling Haaland. Listen, Haaland's a great and, and player. He's a great player and Mbappe, but listen, Harry nice. Kane for me. Seventy-four he's, goals he's in out seventy of this world. Is, is incredible. Yeah, I know. I'm not discrediting them. From a I'm not, but I'm just, I'm just saying I put Kane in that bracket with the likes of Lewandowski. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like he's, yeah. Kane makes me he sick. He's unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Like that game itself, like two assists, two goals, and that second, that first goal. Did you not see that goal? Yeah, that was a Absolutely mental, and he, he can just, literally hit the target from anywhere on the pitch, even like, from behind, like shooting the other direction. <laughs> the guy's got, yeah. he's got dynamite you know on his feet. I've, I've got to give it to Jose Mourinho because in that Spurs documentary, yeah, they sat down together and he said, "I'm going to make you explode." And you have to be real: thirteen assists, sixteen goals this season. That's absolutely astronomical. Can I just disagree, disagree real quickly? I disagree. Harry Kane he's was world class from though. when Poch brought him in the team. He's yeah. we're getting more of his goal. We're getting more of his um, assists assist now because he's got goal threats either side of him as well. Oh, he's just unbelievable. When Poch was about, he was the main source of goals. Like his main job was to score goals. Now he's more of a little bit more of a facilitator uh, because they play yeah. a bit more different. But I can't say that Mourinho is the one who's taken him to another level. That I, I don't think, think he's he was at that level. He was he, he like what makes him world class is because he's been consistently world class for about six years now. And that was from Poch. I think he was at his peak was when he was under Poch, and he's mm. just he's he's just like consistent now. He's still. Uh, I just feel I, so I wanna, lucky to have him. I just want to agree on. with Tanya actually, because yeah, like um, you talk about he under Poch, he was the guy mm. to get all the goals, and he was like what um, twenty five plus goals every season, that kind of thing. But under Mourinho, he's asked to play this more, mm. or, or, or maybe not asked to, but given the freedom to play a deeper role, which has seen his passing be highlighted a lot more. Jamie Carragher said it on MNF like a, a few months ago now, um, that Harry Kane has always had these passes in his locker. I think Tanya mm. said it a couple of minutes ago. So he's yeah. always had it in his locker, but Mourinho has allowed him to exhibit that and show that. And now... He is. He's he's getting the goals still, and that third goal, like Tanya said, was bloody incredible. It looked like a rocket, just like yeah, man, like a homing rocket, like a far corner. Yeah, and then and then also he's getting the assists as well. He's the top assister in the league. So, and him and Son have broken Alan Shearer's record now. Alan and Shearer and Sutton broken a record, fourteen Premier League goals, which is just insane. And I have to talk about Gareth Bale as well. You know, I I wrote him off. I said I'll take everything he does with a pinch of salt, but I keep saying it. I think he's back. I genuinely think he's back. And Graham Typ- Soonish, typical yeah. for him to be wait, back wait, wait, wait. a on, week before on, the on. North London hang derby, on. man. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Graham Soonish, yeah, this guy, him and Roy Keane, right? I don't know who they think they are. They're on some Piers Morgan type shit, yeah, with their negative vibe. <laughs> I can't stand them both. Like, him saying, because obviously Bell after the interview was saying, you know, I'm not 21 anymore, which rightly so, he's not. But he hasn't performed to the level that we expected. But at the same time, you do have to acknowledge the fact that he isn't that young player of how many years ago. He's he's going to have to adapt his game. He's not going to be as quick. 
And for my man to say, oh, but I was, I, I played my best football in my 30s. I'm thinking, bro, who is Graham Sooners? Like, <laughs> I've not even heard of this guy. I just know him from Sky. Do you know what I mean? Acting like he's some legend. But anyway, no, I've got to say, that's so false what you've just said because he's a multiple no, league winner, European cup I don't winner. Care. I don't football care. wasn't invented. He is an absolute hater. I don't like him. And I didn't like what he was saying about Gareth Bell. This whole thing of, oh, yeah, he's scoring goals against Wolfsburg and all of this. But this is the problem. Like, he's not had the opportunity. And it's not his fault that the opportunities he has been given, it's against like, weak opposition. That's just how, it's, how, how the cookies crumbled for him this season. He is now proving that he can score goals. He's taking up different positions on the pitch. He's assisting. Like, what more can the guy do? I just feel yeah. like, stop Listen, banging the, on about it. The test for him is, as Abdi mentioned, it's not a test, but the, the he can really lay down a marker in the North London derby. It's I, not a test, I, it's I Arsenal. <laughs> Listen. I, I meant like Listen. the test. Because Tanya's he's saying He's going to score. Yeah. And he's going to do the celebration, yeah? I can see it. I can see it. Uh, just for the listeners, Tanya is doing the heart celebration, even though it doesn't look like a heart. Welsh like mafia, a baby! Welsh mafia! Junior looks hey, like he's in the middle of a nightmare. <laughs> Listen, um, I think football should end today. Um, it was nice knowing you guys. And uh... yeah, I was going to say earlier on, yeah, like not only do I want the season to be null avoid, I want this podcast to be null avoid. <laughs> Allow us, man. Uh, we could talk about anything else, man. Come on. Um, let's move on, though. Uh, shout out to you, Tanya. Oh, I uh, finished. I had so much more to say. I wanted to talk about Reculon, even Doherty played decent no, we, 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 Yeah, let's move on. We've yeah. heard it all. We've heard it all. We've heard it all. Uh, West Ham versus Leeds. Uh, West Ham flying high still. And Jesse Lingard back in the England picture, perhaps, with his performances. Oh, Jesse yeah, Lingard, do you know how... Yeah, based on his based on his performances, you can't say he's not in the running, you know. Yeah, he's, but then yeah. and with the injuries, to, to... it's such a yeah, it's such a weird one because I don't think he should be in the running. But as you say, based on performances, he should be. But then it's who for for who like who possibly drops out for Jesse Lingard. Mm. Yeah, I mean, stacked in that area. We have to see if the injuries to Madison and well, I think Grealish is okay, but um, to Madison. Yeah. Uh, so is Madison. Madison's a couple of weeks away from being fit. Yeah, yeah he'll um, be fine. But yeah, West Ham keep on climbing, um, doing their bits. West Ham um, are getting on my nerves, you know. They just keep winning. Just lose, man. Lose. They're getting on we my nerves. About, we're talking about all the guys who have been really good for West Ham as well, like Sujek, Rice, mm. um, Antonio. And obviously Jay, uh, Jesse Lingard now, but Sufa has been good as well. But I, I think massive credit to Craig Dawson, bro. Yeah. I never saw this. Yes. He's like performing like one of the top centre backs in the league. And I've heard people m- mentioning him as in the England running as well. That's crazy. Ooh. Like again, like you wouldn't think he wouldn't be your he wouldn't be a glamorous choice as well. And then <laughs> if he's coming up against some of the you know top forwards in world fo- in European football, it might be long for him. You know, but um, <laughs> but like like I said, it's the same thing with Jesse Lingard. Based on performances, he's he he is a, he's one of the biggest threats in attacking set pieces in the Premier League. Like, mm. That guy, he finishes like a striker. But Abdi, just on Craig Dawson quickly before we move on. You say that him coming up, you know, at the Euros against top strikers in world football, he might be in European football next season, and we might just see. Exactly oh no, that. they're not. 
no, because they could still finish in Europa. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Relax. Just take time, Danny. They're above you. They just wind me up. Like they actually wind me up. And on that note, let's talk about another team that winds us all up. Chelsea. Yes. Win again. Chelsea. Love it. Everton. This team, yeah, they make it. Uh, they make uh, they make my blood boil because they make it so easy for certain teams. They mm. made it so easy for Chelsea. They played open and they offered very yeah. very little. And it just drives me insane that you could play this well, like this badly against Chelsea, but then you come against Arsenal and these men just turn into flipping prime <laughs> Barcelona. Well, what drives me mad about what drives me mad about Chelsea yeah, is that. Going behind against them. The game is finished. You have no chance. They'll suffocate you. They have good ball ball retention in the midfield. They play a back three and their front three will press. So it's impossible to do anything once you go behind. As we saw against Liverpool, Liverpool couldn't do anything like after Chelsea went ahead. It's the only way you're going to... Like, I'm scared that Chelsea won't lose another game for the rest of the season. It's just... I it, they, they, are, you they, know, they, they went to the La Liga leaders. And no. I know, obviously, they were negative as well, but... They weren't under threat, under threat at all in the game for me. And then you just watch like Tuchel now. I, the, earlier on here, when you guys were talking about Leicester, <coughs> I, I said I don't think Leicester are going to stay in that position because I'm going to make a shout now. I think Chelsea are finishing second. Second. Same. I agree with that. They're I agree only, with that. They're only four points behind Man United in second. Yeah. Okay. And they just look imperious right now, like the way they shaded. But the one solace is... Uh, Timo Werner is still stinking it out. So, <laughs> I mean, it's good for the agenda. You know? And Havertz had to play... Um... But yeah, no, I, I do agree with you, Abdi. I, I don't know about not losing again this season. I do think they'll 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 be found out in certain areas, like because they are so negative. We it would be good to see them go behind to see how they react. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's long. I don't really it's want to long, talk about Chelsea, and I and hate, it makes me sick as well. And I hate <laughs> Everton for not turning up yesterday. So uh, let's move on. They deserve the win, though. To be fair, yeah, Chelsea they deserve the win. I mean, yeah. most games they've played, they've deserved the win. Because, as Abdi said, they just, they suffocate. But, like, like, Tuchel does deserve a lot of credit. Like, players like Alonso and Christensen playing in their back three. Like, players that I kind of felt were... I mean, Alonso's always been decent, but Christensen, players like that, you know, he's he's getting the best out of these players. Excellent. Like, he's been really good recently. But w- and Alonso as well. Who saw it? I thought Alonso was done out no, here. But like, we, I Lampard banished him. But we have seen Alonso under Conte in a back three playing really mm-hmm, well yeah. and Christensen playing in the back three there's there's more protection for his idiocy so um but let's Jorginho move on Jorginho was good as well to be fair Jorginho was I mean good. now Jorginho's in a system where he doesn't have to run so yeah yeah <laughs> shout, shout, shout out to Kante because he was amazing against Liverpool yeah. see Kante does all the running so Jorginho doesn't have to <laughs> Jorginho literally just stands there and he just gets the ball and he passes it and he, does that, fair, we he does that little jog but let's move on. To be fair, we haven't seen Kante and Jorginho that much together. Abdi, let's move on, please. Okay. We haven't got any more games to talk about. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but we do have um, we do have to wrap this thing up. Uh, Man of the week. I'm going to start with Mark only because because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say your nomination. I'm going to start with. I think I'm going to give it to... He wasn't necessarily the best player on the pitch, but he's been consistent. Uh, I think him and Sojcek have started every single league game for West Ham this season, which in itself is impressive. Um, And he's just been one of the key components of that West Ham team being where they are now. So I'm going to give it to Declan Rice this week. Cool. 
Nice. Um, Abdi? I am going to give it to Stephen Jeddad. Rangers won the, the yes. title first time in 10 years. Big up. They won Big it without up. that. Well, they, this is the earliest time anyone's ever won it um, since like 100 years ago. And then, um, yeah, and they're just 55 league well. titles. And now, and also they're oh. like a league, they're a, they're a threat in Europe now as well, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, Stephen Jeddad. Tanya? Harry Kane, simple. Two goals, two assists in one game, one. Yeah. Goal off top scorer, 13 assists. It's Harry Kane. Simple. Simple as. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Ariola for um, his performance. Yeah. But not just not just the performances, uh, the performance at the weekend. He has been very consistent for Fulham and mm. um, a big reason why their form has turned around. Um and we probably should have given it to a Man United player as well, but I don't care. I hate United. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> uh, cool. Does anybody have anything else before we depart? <laughs> All right, then. Silence. Wait, silence. Uh, so we're now going to go over to Abdi and his little poem. No, I'm not doing it. Bye. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I fluff it every week. Abdi, your little poem. Thanks for for tuning in. See you later. Bye. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah. He actually left. Oh, he actually left. (laughs) So rude. Um, Yeah, we'll be back next week. Follow us. Tell your friends. Peace. Peace. Take care, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.